the rope between her thighs and up behind her backside, I pulled slightly more than I needed to, just to hear her gasp. This power and this control. Even speaking about it, I am giddy. I am waiting to pounce. I am filled with an energy I do not recognize, but I know is right. Welcome to Mentally Amiss. This podcast explores how my brain went from trauma to power. From being a mental mess, transforming to mentally a mistress. Oxford Dictionary describes a mistress as a woman in a position of authority or a woman in control. Short for mistress is miss. Hence, mentally a miss. is for 18 years and above because we discuss really sensitive and really adult themes such as sex, pain, trauma. Let's talk trauma response. If at any point you've been a victim who has had to guess, had to predetermine, had to Be conscious of the aggressor's mind, mood, thoughts. Because that aggressor has caused you pain. And maybe that aggressor has been around you for so long. That becomes your response to everyday stress. I recently discovered I have a disorganized attachment. Meaning I will fall in love, I will love you, I will give you everything. But the moment in my mind I get either paranoid or I see a trait or a red flag, I completely detach. So the loving bubbly Carmeloni that you know then becomes a ghost. No calls, no text, nothing. Understanding this about me has helped me gauge relationships in my life. It doesn't only happen in romantic relationships. It happens with family. It happens with friends. It happens with a guard at the gate. One day I'm happy and say, hey, good morning. And then if I come home tired and he's telling me to park move back, oh yeah, move a bit forward, move a back far. I'm just like, look, fuck you, dude. You don't even know how to drive. And then for the next three weeks, I don't even say good morning. I think there's something to be kind. And then there's something about 
being kind at what cost? My point in sharing all these ideas and traumas that I was going through is to show you that A, you may be going through the same thing, you're not alone. B, you may know someone who acts like this. And maybe this gives you a bit of insight. I'm no expert. All I can tell you is my experiences, and so I encourage you to do the research, speak to a real professional. How do I then, knowing all this information, use it for my power? First, I have to make, I have to be accepting that this is it. See, the first step to recover is knowing that you have a problem. So I'm still doing that. And while I'm doing these things, the people that I value and want to continue um, engaging with in my life, I apologize. I'm reaching out to apologize and saying, I trust you well. Even if it's just a simple message of, hello, how was your day? I send you love and light. That's my first step. What's yours? For people who have a hard time with these boundaries and for people who call themselves empaths, it's actually the same childhood experience. It's that in childhood, you've got an unpredictable adult. And that unpredictable adult, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, presents enough of a risk to you that you have to be hyper-attuned because every move they make or don't make has some implication for yourself. So what a lot of people don't like learning about empaths is that because of this traumatic type of a childhood experience, they learn how to pay hyper-attention and hyper-attuned to anything in the room that is not okay. That's why you're never going to meet somebody who's got this thing going, who's like, you know, I just love being around people because I feel amazing. Because they're going to walk in the room and instead of attuning to the person who's happy, they're going to attune to the person who's got the issue. Because that's where the risk is. In case you want to know why empaths always feel like crap. That's why. that on TikTok. Um, the lady speaking is called Teal Swan and her TikTok name is Teal Swan Official. I'll leave a description in the description of the episode. While I'm aware of what traumas I struggle with and how and how they show themselves in interaction with other people um, it's not been easy to forge a new path to teach my body to do new things to teach my emotions to do new things um, but because of this trauma I have two strengths one is I am able to look calm and radiate calm even in the midst of just wilderness and madness and chaos. The other, as said by Tio, 
is when there is more than more than two people in a room with me i'm hyper aware of everyone else's emotions right and that has become a strength while doing bdsm especially as a mistress because although i arm my sub with a safe word or words to say slow down i have to be hyper aware that they are not at any point in danger that while they have entrusted me with their body their mind their spirit i need to take responsibility for that by making sure that anything that i do to them i don't push them too far across the lake i don't push them past the brink of okay this painful pleasure thing is now just pain and for many times to be honest because my experience is playing with women as my subs when there are men in their room in the room i realize that the fear the masculine energy is what really sets them off and makes them uncomfortable so a lot of times when i was playing the men would tie and have to step back and then i take over almost as two different rituals they were allowing the men to tie them knowing that i am watching because previous to that we've had several discussions about what are your triggers what are you know is anything that would make you freak out completely and stop the whole session is there anything that you would be uncomfortable doing or seeing i take it very seriously when a sub allows themselves to relax because they've given me the power let's have a word from our sponsors before we jump into the juicy stuff story time yay before i go into this week's story time which would be about me well my first mistress experience or rather my first experience taking control of the situation i'd like to say that when i was experiencing my first bdsm session with someone i met off the internet i didn't know him from adam there was a part of me in honesty that was trauma saying kiss my body do what you will and that is why i was able to let go because i didn't care i let go emotionally i let go of my physical i tried to hold on to my mental and in my mental i was just like this is so amazing this is new that self talk is so important and that is why i enjoyed the situation i can understand anyone else in doing the same things after being tied up and realizing uh this dude when he asked for yes i asked for music because it's music and i asked they told him play whatever homie played r kelly this is when r kelly had just come out 
the document documentary was out and everyone was hating him yeah I should have realized that was a red flag but still I was like whatever so I blocked off the music honestly I don't really remember what songs were playing I said I'm in here for an experience and there are parts of this experience that I have no control over so I'll control over the ones I'll control the ones that I can which was keeping a men, um, positive men, mindset and realizing and allowing myself to enjoy this sexual experience I say sexual because I'm naked my legs are tied he's spanking me he's using nipple clamps he's you know I don't advise it to anyone just to do what I did I'm not telling you to do what I did I'm just telling you the path that I took for the first time I understood what was going to happen because it was on me to make it happen we began chatting on Tinder I believe from Tinder to Instagram and from Instagram to knocking on my door when she walked in my first impression was this is someone who is always the dominant at work she may be the dominant in all her relationships but for today she allowed me to be the dominant I showed her where to sit and she kept busy by rolling me a spliff while I finished my work on my laptop very few words were spoken and I stood as the authority every word i was to speak needed to have impact and needed to have a purpose well she sat on a backless chair hunched over sorting out the seeds and the stems i kept an eye on her from the corner of my eye I asked her mundane questions like how was your day and when I saw she was about to run away with this monologue I interrupted her by saying focus on what you're doing this power play was also a way to kill time as I waited for my master to arrive. We had dreamed this up together. And so I wanted him to watch me succeed. I wanted him to watch me take control of her. I wanted him to watch her enjoy me 
when he arrived, I poured him a drink and he was sat in the kitchen, allowing me my space. One of my favorite things to this day is to tie a body harness. There's something about getting into someone's personal space, being silent, being intentional with all your movements. As I tie a knot and put it behind her neck, she bows her head, a sign that she agrees, in a way consent. I pulled gently down. The two ropes hang in front of her body, her naked body, by her breast. I tied another knot and lower down by her crotch another knot and as I passed the rest of the rope between her thighs and up behind her backside I pulled slightly more than I needed to just to hear her gasp this power and this control Even speaking about it, I am giddy. I am waiting to pounce. I am filled with an energy I do not recognize, but I know is right. Thank you for listening to Mentally Amiss. I know I cut you short there, but that first experience was everything. I'll be giving bits as we continue, along with other confessionals. Please comment, share, if I hit a nerve, if I struck a nerve, if you know what I'm speaking about, let me know.